Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, thanks for listening to the best of Cavino and Rich podcast. Be sure to catch us live every day from 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern, 2 to 4 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for Cavino and Rich at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Draymond Green doesn't need to be encouraged to tweet or talk. Draymond Green loves the chatter. And, and, and before we, we get into the ex- exact details, have you ever been duped by a fake account on social media, Aaron Torres? I believe so. Um, nothing like I, nothing like embarrassingly bad because I'm usually pretty good at checking, but I, I'd be lying if I said that at some point somebody hasn't gotten the best of me. I, I've, I've read a tweet, thought it was real, just didn't do anything with it. Come to find out that it was fake or the information wasn't real. When we're at the news desk where Isaac is sitting, you have to be very, very thorough in in vetting information that comes out, especially through Twitter. So you are you are extra careful. I am knocking on wood as we speak, but I don't feel I have been duped, at least not to the level that one Draymond Green was. Yes, he was he was bitten by the old fake account. And I don't I don't I don't feel sorry for him at all because this is there, there are two types of tweeters I feel in this world, Aaron Torres. Mm-hmm. There's quantity and quality. Sure. There are those that just tweet at everything and say at everything. And maybe that's the way that, that, that you know, we are in life. People are talking about tomic, uh, topics. The, the ones who maybe talk a lot less or when they say something, it's important. And then there's people who just cannot keep their mouths shut. Draymond Green may be in the latter, but this is what's got him in trouble. There was a fake account parody account set up with a fake quote of Kevin Garnett and it addressed the Draymond Green Jordan Poole incident in training camp where Green punched Poole this is the fake quote of Kevin Garnett quote Draymond punching JP is like a senior punching a freshman who's half his size then walks around talking himself up as if he's like that come try me Dre now, now that was first of all. I, I all I have to say this is 
if that would have been Kevin Garnett, if that would have really been his quote, I just feel, Aaron, that he would have said it when it actually happened. Sure. You know, like back in October, not waiting, you know, where everything is settled and Jordan Poole's on a new team. I feel like it would have happened, you know, at that time or when the video came out. So so, so that was a little weird. So anyway, to, to move the story along, Draymond responded since deleted the tweet saying, I tried you when I was a rookie KG and you started talking to yourself like I wasn't talking to you. What's that like? The freshman picking on a senior citizen that's double his size. Garnett then responded, that's a fake tweet. Elon Musk, see what is happening. Fix it. And <laughs> so the whole quote was made up, but Draymond just could not help himself mm-hmm. in talking. And then that's it. That is the problem with, with Draymond. Like you talk about like the good and the bad. This is the bad. This is the when you, you don't want to respond to absolutely everything you see, read or hear, but he just can't help himself. And today kind of got revealed for something that never had to be revealed at all. Now, if I'm Kevin Garnett, I'm like the heck with Draymond. If he's thinking he's, he's that bad. Um, yeah, this is the, this is the problem with responding to everything. This is the problem of quantity over quality. Yes. So two things. One. Uh, first of all, I, I know it's impossible to know what's fake and what's real, and you're, you know, Draymond's a busy guy. But I, I'll say this is one: what you said, I, I do think there's an element to KG probably doesn't wait like nine months to a year to say this. Um, but two, like, I don't know, Kevin Garnett's a trash talker. I don't think he's a threatener though. Like, I don't think he'd go on his podcast and say, "Come try me, Dre." Like, <laughs> you know, like, yes. like, you know, like, like, like. I don't know. That's just not KG's mo. Like he's he. I, I could see him saying the top part, but like I, I don't know. He's not a threatener. He he would like I said. He'd say it to your face. Whatever this and that. Two though, it does speak to the volume tweeter. Um, I used to be one. I think I've gotten much better at that. Where it's like you got to jump in on every conversation. And I remember, you know, many years ago, it was some football coach. I can't remember who it was. Some college football coach that, that wanted to be in control and said something to the effect of, you know, before you respond to everything on social media, take a deep breath and think if it's worth it. Now, if it was a real Kevin Garnett quote and it was a real threat, then that's a different conversation. But I just bring it up to say that that <laughs> I know Trayvon's busy, but take a deep breath, reread it. Check the handle. Check the follower count. I know the verified badge doesn't mean what it used to, but like, it feels like there was a very easy way, even in the heat of the moment, to uh, to to to, yeah. to to figure out pretty quickly that this wasn't the real Kevin Garnett. Yeah, and it's all it's it's hearsay. It wasn't a video clip, obviously, of Garnett, as you said, and it was a. It, it, I think it was the NBA Centel, not NBA Central, which is <laughs> yeah. the real account, but it's the Centel that that gets that gets you reeled in. the The other thing about this that the two things about it. Number one, it showed why Draymond really could only go back to the Warriors, because if he's talking to everybody, like the Warriors are now so used to it, he goes to a new team, it wouldn't fly. It it wouldn't fly even if he was in the right. Aaron, like you coming in and bringing that's why that's why the Warriors were really the only option for him to go back to, because even if he went somewhere else, I don't think that you are having the same sort of effect and success. But the other thing is, is Draymond is smart enough to know that he was a rookie back then. And he should know that Kevin Garnett at that time is I'm going to be in the Hall of Fame stage of his career. So he should know 
Because Draymond, and, and this this is maybe the problem with it. If some rookie comes in, some second round pick somewhere, and starts talking, you know, yeah. stuff to Draymond, Draymond's got to realize that my talking needs to be, you know, maybe at the star players, maybe at someone who's been in the league. You know, young guy here does not need to be talking trash to me because that's exactly what Kevin Garnett in this fake, you know, in this or in this scenario that Draymond brought up. This was the real scenario. Draymond hadn't arrived to the NBA yet. So Kevin Garnett had no reason to actually respond to any chirping by Draymond Green because Draymond Green did not yet garner the respect uh, that he should have as a player he was, as he was just a, a rookie. Kevin Garnett did the exact same thing. We know Garnett talks a lot of trash. But he's not going to waste it on a second-round pick rookie who you have no idea in how long they're going to last in the league. That's a great point. How many second-rounders talked to Kevin Garnett uh, throughout his 20-whatever, 18, 19, 20-year career? Uh, There's probably 100 guys that are, uh, you know, uh, working an enterprise rental car right now or selling insurance or doing whatever that we don't know about or playing in Europe as opposed to the the, the couple like Draymond Green that, that were able to make it through. So, listen, Draymond's carved out a very nice career for himself. He's done it his way. Um, obviously, <laughs> obviously, he got caught a little bit with his hand in his cookie jar. I think the lessons to be learned here are you always got to check that handle. You always got to check the follower count. You got to make sure – uh, because it's just bad, and uh, you know, like I said, it, you know, it, it'll be uh, lost in the wind of of all the news by by end of day today, early tomorrow. But it is still funny, you know. It's like the old uh, Us Weekly stars; they're just like us. Yes, Dr- Draymond, he's just like us. Got caught uh, chirping at a fake news account. This is this is funny in terms of Draymond Green. Like, if you would search him on Twitter, Aaron, he's also in apparently a back and forth with Jordan Poole's dad <laughs> on some so, so so there's 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 real comments there's fake comments there's there's all this stuff like it's it's crazy but you search Draymond Green right now you're going to get the Kevin Garnett stuff but you're also going to find out that he's chirping with Jordan Poole's dad on social media uh, yeah, that's, uh, and that's that's Draymond Green that's a little too much I think be a professional. You, you slug the kid in the face. Dad wants to come at you, just don't respond. That's my personal he, opinion on that. He's Aaron Torres. I'm Dan Beyer. We are in for Cavino and Rich live from the TireRack.com studios. Let's jump over to the news desk. Isaac Lohenkron giving us the latest of what's happening on this hump day. What's going on, Isaac? Fortunately, fellas, I do not have any items from at Adam Schuster or <laughs> at Ian Rappaport. These items are actually true upcoming. Full disclosure with this, it's it's a bit of a running joke when I'm with uh, John and, and Jason and, and Doug Gottlieb on the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio about my lack of knowledge in movies. It, it While I would love to say that I wear it as a badge of honor, there are also a lot of conversations that I'm left out of, Aaron, because I haven't seen certain movies. You know, and, and I haven't seen a lot of movies. Like none of the Godfathers. I haven't seen Shawshank Redemption. That that happens to be one that's brought up a lot. The Star Wars. I just saw the the three that were first released: Star Wars, Empire Strikes Back, Return of the Jedi. So when John and Doug are talking about Star Wars and and what's going on in that universe, I, I make jokes about it because I just think it, it's kind of funny but also hey I, I i don't know what they're talking about i'm left out and it's really the only way i could be a part of the conversation but i don't think that that is bliss i don't think knowing that and i mentioned because i thought at one point you said that like music maybe wasn't 
your thing? Like you maybe weren't like a, you know, had a favorite band or a certain genre. Is that sort of correct? Am I on the right path when it comes to music and you? Yeah. So I'll be brief. Uh, I really don't do much besides sports. So when I'm in the car, I'm usually listening to a sports podcast, radio show, Fox Sports Radio, of course. Uh, And when I'm at home, like if I'm not, you know, if I'm not watching sports, I'm pretty much not in front of a TV. So I have a little bit more pop culture, TV, uh, movie stuff to me than you, but I, even I feel like I'm pretty far behind in movies and definitely far, far, far behind in music as well. So I feel I feel like I'm okay in TV. It just since since we had our little boy over the last couple of years, it's been difficult, especially now because he's you know all about uh, Peppa Pig and Bubble Guppies and all these mm. other you know shows like that. John Ramos, Danny G. Danny, we'll start with you. Is there a blind spot in your repertoire that maybe you wish that you know you knew a little bit more about? Huh. Danny's like, no, I'm freaking. Like, no, I'm, I'm, I'm well rounded, Dan. Well, I'm good. No, I mean to produce radio, though, you kind of got to be well rounded. There's certain things, yeah. like for instance, The Bachelor. I had never watched that before. And Clay Travis and uh, our fan of uh, CNR from uh, AM570. Petros. Oh, Petros. Petros used to come on the show once a week, and he did this whole Bachelor thing with Clay, and I felt so left out, kind of like what you were talking about, Dan. Yeah. Like, not part of the conversation, had no idea what they were referencing, and so I told my girl, now my wife, I was like, look, I got to start watching this just so I'm in on this joke, and, and you know, they're asking me to pull audio clips. I don't even know what I'm pulling. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, yeah, you're right. And since then, I've watched that show now. Yeah, you're locked. You're locked in. You, you took care of one of the blind spots. John yes. Ramos, do you have any like that you feel like you wish you knew a little bit more about? I, no, I no, mean, like, I think maybe it would just be like the lingo of like the younger generation of kids. Maybe I mean, yeah, I'm okay. not really up to date on like when they're using certain LOL. lingo. Yes, all that or, or just the social media side of of things. Like, I mean, we all know how to do stuff on Instagram or I know, Dan, you like the TikTok deal and all that type of stuff. But there are so many ways I see people do stuff on Instagram where I'm like, how did they do that? Mm-hmm. So that's where I'm kind of I, I like to get involved more. But yeah, so that'd be my With- blind spot. With all of our faults, all of our blind spots, all of our misses, I don't know if we've had a more egregious one that occurred earlier today on the herd as Colin Cowherd was being quizzed by Jason McIntyre. Here it is. The 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 comment that blew my mind from one J Mac. Let's roll it. Shohei's favorite American TV show is Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives. I'm going to say that's real. That's true. That's not even a real show, man. What is, dr- diners, drive-ins, and... That's a that's a show? That's a show with... Um, I just met him last week. Yeah, Guy Fieri. I just met him two weeks ago at the UFC. Wow. Fight. He's a that's, nice guy. I, it's weird. I have like 500 channels. I've never heard, I've never heard of that show. What channel is that on? No, it's in, in, the, this, it's the Food this, Network. I, I, I've you, never, you've never that seen show. that show. <laughs> I love how the band keeps playing. Does he live under a rock? Seriously. So, that, that, the, the, the show debuted in 2007. I, I would say, so So two things. One, um, so, so, okay, okay, let me even, so let me say this, is that I think you can legitimately argue, and I love, I love J-Mac, but two things. One, the last part at the end was very important. By the way, I saw this live, and I was like, he's, he's joking, like the first, like, 10 seconds, you're like, he's got to be joking, right? Or, or I misheard that. So I saw that live, but one... The part at the end where he goes, I have 500 channels. I've never seen this. 
That's the part that tripped me up because if he was, you know, one of these Gen Z cord cutters, all I watch is Netflix and this and that, that's one thing. But then two, I would argue Diners, Drivers, and Dives has to be like one of the five most popular. It's always on, like literally 24 yes. hours a day. So I'm, I'm going long here, Dan. I know you want to jump in. I couldn't believe it when I heard that. Do you know how many seasons they've done? You know, now each year isn't a season. They do multiple yeah. in, a, in a year. Yeah, like two. Yeah. I think it's 20 plus, right? It's 45 seasons. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I the, could the 45 been. seasons. Coming up this weekend, episode four of season 45 will debut. That's this insane. is This is crazy. I now don't feel as bad. I love J-Mac, but I, how in the world? Andy, you don't know who Guy Fieri is? Do you just think he's like just some crazy guy that's appearing everywhere and people are taking a picture of him because his hair is bleached? Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Hey, I'm Doug Gottlieb. The podcast is called All Ball. We usually talk all basketball all the time, but it's more about the stories about what made these people love their sport and all the interesting interactions along the way. We talk to coaches. We talk to players. We tell you stories. You download it. You listen to it. I think you'll like it. Listen to All Ball with Doug Gottlieb on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's a Wednesday. Aaron's here. I'm here. So is Danny G. All right. Yeah, let's do it. Covino and Rich get you over the middle of the week with Midweek Major. Major. Ooh, I love that. We throw sports and pop culture headlines and topics at the fellas, and it's like the kids say. That's so midweek. Definitely major. CNR scoring. Midweek Major. All right, welcome into a hot day. Let's do this. Here with Dan Beyer and Aaron Torres in for CNR for one more day. The boys will return tomorrow to the airwaves. Midweek major time. Now, how we start this out, you guys, we're going to we're gonna flip this coin to see who goes first. It's kind of like home court advantage. All right, you'll be able to answer these questions first. All right, so uh, Beyer, go ahead and call it in the air. All right, heads. Oh, and it's heads. Wow. All right. All right. So oh, Bayer gets to go first. And um, we will start, Dan, with the biggest debate that has been dividing our country the past few days. Country superstar Miranda Lambert. Might have seen this story. She stopped her concert in Las Vegas. She's got a residency there, the Velvet Rodeo. She stopped her song, made the band stop. And she addressed a group of fans who weren't fully paying attention to her song. They were taking selfies. Uh, This lady that she mainly directed went on Good Morning America. A lot of people applauded when Miranda Lambert said this to the crowd. And a lot of people inside the arena left. So I saw that. Super divided. A lot of people disagreeing on this. And by the way, this lady on Good Morning America, she said, everybody was having such a great time. We would stand up at times and dance. It was great energy. But after that happened, it just, um, it was not the same. 
There's <laughs> Dan. And this was during the Tin Man, right? Yes. This is like her like like slow song. Yeah. So Miranda. Uh, by the way, everyone's so divided on this that it was such a debate on the View this morning. Whoopi Goldberg walked off the set. What? Yeah. Oh my they God. never walk off the set. So. <laughs> Shocking. So Dan, uh, her stopping her concert to berate these fans is this midweek or major? I love on all the topics they've discussed on that show that this was the last straw for Whoopi Goldberg. <laughs> Miranda Lambert. I'm out. Uh, yeah, that's it. You guys have crossed the line. Uh, it's weak, and it's weak by Miranda weak. Lambert. It is It is absolutely a weak move. You have to have weak. more respect for your audience. And even if they aren't diehard fans and maybe they're there to take selfies, they still paid a ticket to go yeah, there. 757 and, bucks. Yes, yes. So if they want to take the selfie because the lighting was, was right, and I heard some people say that these people were taking selfies all night long, you as a performer have to block that out. There is there is no obligation by the crowd, a week by Miranda Lambert, to, to pull that. Weak. I will say weak as well. Weak. Via Miranda Lambert for the exact same reason. Hey, somebody pays seven hundred dollars to show up and see me. You know, as long as they're not breaking the law, you do whatever the heck you want. You want to put your camera on me? You want to put your camera on yourself? I really don't care. I'm laughing all the way to the bank. Um, and oh, by the way, when you take a selfie, isn't it to commemorate a moment in time? Isn't it to say how happy you are at this particular concert? Weird and weak from Miranda Lambert. All right, the Battle of Ohio is uh, getting heated up. The Cincinnati Bengals went after the Browns, Dan, over their white throwback helmets, saying they're a blatant ripoff. Browns announced this past Tuesday that they are going to rock non-orange helmets for several games this season. They haven't done that in 70 years. Bengals shared old footage of team owner Mike Brown discussing the two teams' similar jerseys and colors back in the day, saying that former Browns owner Art Modell believes since he ripped off Cleveland's look. So the Bengals think the roles have reversed. Browns clapped back with their own tweet saying that they did this way before the Bengals even existed. Two teams face off in week one, by the way, so they can uh, they can get at it on the field. Is this mid, week, or major? Uh, this is this is weak. And week. it's weak on the Browns part, and I'll tell you why. Why are we doing throwbacks to the 1940s? Like the only reason the Browns are doing it is because their helmet is different and it's a white helmet and it gives an excuse. The Seahawks today unveiled their, they're calling them the 90s throwbacks because of the blue face mask. You could have said 80s, you, you could have said late 70s when they came on, there are a few minor changes, but they're calling them the 90s throwback. You wanna know why? Because so many people that are of the age that I am right now remember the Seahawks in that uniform and they love it. Nobody remembers what the Browns were doing in 1940. So yeah, it does seem like you're ripping off the Cincinnati Bengals. By the way, Paul Brown, what, founded the Bengals? Aren't the Browns named after Paul Brown? Like this is, it is just, it's so weak on Cleveland. I don't know why you're trying to get into this petty fight when the uniforms are kind of meh anyway. Weak. First of all, it's weak from Dan Byer. What, what was that ageism oh. right there? Oh, 1940. Yep. Yeah. I mean, come on. If they want, you know, listen, there's some 80 year old that vividly remembers those, those white helmets and is having the time of their lives at the retirement home right now. Okay, Dan, let the man have his happiness. I will also say, and I'm, by the way, joking, but I think it's weak by the Bengals. Weak. I, my, my thought is, you know, to, to, to quote the great philosopher, LeVar Ball, stay in your lane. Bengals, you focus on you. You focus on Jamar Chase, Joe Burrow, and, and the, the the Kansas City Chiefs. 
Right now, the, the Browns don't have much going for them. If they want to get new helmets, which, oh, by the way, make them look like the Oregon State Beavers, it's actually an awful look. If they want to go, if they want to go ugly uniforms, I don't think it's the Bengals' place to say anything. All right, TMZ is reporting that Tiger Woods is no longer being sued for allegedly cooking up a scheme to toss out his ex-girlfriend from his home after they broke up. His ex, Erica Herman, recently dropped a $30 million lawsuit she filed against him. That's according to the New York Post. Her decision to drop the suit comes on the heels of a related legal win for Tiger. As TMZ reported in May, a judge ordered the case to arbitration, which is what Woods wanted. So, buyer, this $30 million suit no longer weighing over Tigers. Is this mid, weak, or major? It's major. And, in fact, it's so major, I think it should count towards Tigers' majors total. (laughs) This should give him 16 that he doesn't have to give her $30 million or whatever she wanted in that lawsuit. How about this? Something scandalous finally went Tiger Woods' way. You know, like this is a good point. You know, he's been hurt for a majority of 2023, had the procedure done on his ankle. This is a major win on the heels of the final major of the year teeing off in just a matter of hours. Major, major win for Tiger Woods. I don't mean to keep uh, going up the same road that Dan does, but I think it's major as well. Listen, you know, I I don't know what it's like to have a billion dollars in the bank account, but, um, you know, I I, based on what I read, I, I thought this was. Um, you know, a little bit of a stretch by this young lady, and she was trying to take advantage of the fact that ho- her boyfriend was a billionaire and reaped some monetary benefit. So I'm happy if, if it went down the way that it seems to have gone down, that she's not getting to take advantage of it. Major win for Tiger. I, I, I wish this would have gone to court just because on the final day of the proceedings would Tiger have worn his red polo and black slacks. <laughs> you know, like, like you know, show up in the full Sunday Tiger red last day of court. Like, we're going to win this thing. This is going to be our deal. That's the only thing that I feel like we've been left out of. <laughs> All right, fellas, it is not easy to run a company nowadays, especially after COVID and everything that happened. Almost 23 million views on Twitter. Not threads, Twitter. Uh, somebody somebody took a picture of this from their work break room, and it's a sign their boss typed out saying, effective immediately, all staff must leave their cell phones on and make themselves available when not on shift. Consider yourself on call. You must answer calls from Gary, and if you are asked to cover a shift, you must do so without complaining. This is not optional. We all need to work together to help the company succeed. Let's set some record profits this quarter. Go team. So, Dan, a lot of arguing in the comments uh, on all these millions of views on this on on Twitter. But this is how some bosses and workplaces are dealing with the problems of hiring right now. Is this mid, week, or major? This is weak. Weak. Not I'm not. I'm not ready to sit on the fence in any of these stories. I would have. Uh, I would have. Uh, I would have wrote uh, to hell in between go team because that's what the message is sounding like. Like go to hell team. This is what you guys have to deal with. Uh, yeah, who are you? My goodness. I would. I would block. I would block Gary's number if that was the case. Weak. Absolutely weak. I'll, I'll say it's weak from the employer as well. I mean, I'm weak. all for hard work, but two things. One, who's expected to be on call 24 hours except for a doctor? Like, unless this is a doctor's lounge, then yeah. Like, if lives Radio are engineers. State, yeah, Radio engineers are the <laughs> yes, other ones. Yes. yes. Good yeah, point. Like, yep. like, and you know. strippers. <laughs> okay, well, that, that, that's a different At conversation. 9 a.m., Danny? 9 a.m.? It's Bridget. Bre- 9 a.m. <laughs> Breakfast buffet. Yes. Uh, 
brunch special. Yeah, mimosas, baby. Um, so I think it's weak. Uh, I think it's weak by the employer. Weak. And I had another thought, but then Danny started talking about 9 a.m. strippers, and I kind of got sidetracked. So. You know what's you not weak? Showing up at... at, at uh, 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 fill in the blank place at 9 a.m. for a shift. That's not weak at all, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> all right, and finally, you guys both watched this video. The Blue Jays pitching coach, Pete Walker, was ejected. He was standing on the mound having a little conference with his infielders. The umpire walks up from behind, so the pitching coach is not even looking at the ump. The ump, it seems like, heard something. He didn't like ejects him out of the game. Never seen anything like this. Dan, is this midweek or major? You know what, you know what, Danny G, in honor of sportsmanship, which I think is so lacking these days, I am going to pass my answer, uh, my first answer, to Aaron Torres. So I will respond Ooh. after Aaron gives it. In, in an olive branch of sportsmanship, Aaron Torres, you can go first on this question. Uh, I think it's weak by the ump. We But I'm also I watched the video three times and I'm a little confused as to what happened. I don't know why he came out to the mound as quickly as he did. And based on the short video that I saw, I'm not sure why he was thrown out. So it's a double week. It's not one, but two weeks. Like a vacation, a fortnight. I am very confused as to why. I'm confused by everything, okay? Like like the way that Jason McIntyre was confused by diners, drive-ins, and dives, that is this to me. I'm stunned and confused by this. I think that this is major, and I think it's a major move by Pete Walker to do this. This was... This was like you're at the mound and you're you're talking to your reliever and you know the ump is, is gonna be there in a matter of time. So you stand out there and then when you know the the ump is an earshot, you let him know what's going on, master class. Because then he immediately turned to him and is like, All right, now it's on. It's kind of like the throw the first punch, go ahead. And once he got thrown out, then it was then the gloves were off. I thought it was awesome. I thought it was a major, major Definitely move by the Blue Jays bidding coach yeah. to pull that off. Uh, if you see him, he's got the little handlebar mustache too. That's that's a guy that has no time for your nonsense. Yeah. I, I can tell you that much. That I, I, Otherwise, I was pretty confused by what happened, but that's a man it, that it has no... It was like no, a verbal sucker punch. Yes, it was. It was. <laughs> yeah, like, like, not even just like a, a... It was just like a little jab to the nose, just a little, <laughs> little like that. So. Anyway. All right, that's Midweek Major. Thank right. you, guys. And now, you. Isaac Lowenkron. Guys, uh, we begin in the National Football League... Oh, hold on, guys. Oh, oh boy. G- it looks like Gary is calling, guys. <laughs> yeah. you, better, you better take that call. Yeah, yeah, take it. Go team. Back to you. Got to gotta increase those profits. Shohei's favorite American TV show is Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives. I'm going to say that's real. That's true. That's not even a real show, man. What is dr- Diners, drive-ins, and... That's a that's a show? That's a show with... um. I just met him last week. Yeah, Guy Fieri. I just met him two weeks ago at the UFC. Wow. Fight. He's a that's, nice guy. I, it's weird. I have like 500 channels. I've never heard, I've never heard of that show. What channel is that on? <laughs> Sorry, it never gets that old. Was, oh, that was our progressive play of the day. It is Camino and Rich. He's Aaron Torres. I'm Dan Byer in for Stephen Rich today. That 
highlight courtesy of Fox Sports Radio and Fox Sports One. We are still flabbergasted that Jason McIntyre did not know that there was a show called Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives. It, I, would, I, I don't know if it's like popularity-wise of ratings, you can't really judge it. Sure. But it is the first time that I've heard that somebody had, had no idea. And it was the fact that J-Mac was like, you're, you're wrong, Colin. That was stupid. That show's not even real. It's like, not only is it real, it's been going on for like 16 years. Yes. So amazing. It, it's, you know, it's one of those, like, you don't have to watch Meet the Press to know it exists, you know? And mm-hmm. uh, 60 Minutes, uh, Sports Center. Like I said, it's a, you know, I'll give you an example from last week, right? We had Messi showing up at uh, Publix. And I'm not a soccer guy. Uh, I watch maybe one soccer match every couple of years when it's the World Cup final. But I know who Messi is. Like, I've heard the name Messi. Uh, and maybe Guy Fieri isn't quite that popular worldwide. But in the United States, Jason uh, McIntyre, as he said, he gets 500 channels on his TV guide. I'm just blown away. that. Like, and, and then as you said, Guy Fieri's got uh, restaurants all over the country. Every airport, you know, multiple casinos. Yeah. I don't know. It just seems weird to me. But. Multiple shows. Yes. As I said, just turned over to the Food Network a little while ago, and it was Guy's Grocery Games. I just, I can't, I can't believe it. Like, I, <laughs> it is just, it is so shocking. Like, of all the cable shows that have really, like, broken through the mainstream. Yes. Like, that would one, not only of just, like, Food Network, but of, of other ones just, yeah, blew my mind. But that was our progressive play of the day. I guess it, it wasn't a hit. It was an error. That's what it would be because, J-Mac, <laughs> you are missing out on some good TV. You know, football season is almost here. We know that not only because the NBA has finally come to an, uh, an end for a little while. Thank goodness, by the way. I know that we still don't know where Harden, uh, Dame, and Pascal Siakam could end up, but – Need a little break from the the association, and football is here. Jets players reporting to camp today, their full squad. In a little more than two weeks, they'll be taking on the Browns in the Hall of Fame game coming up uh, in Canton, Ohio. So that's uh, two weeks from tomorrow, in fact. So that's how close we are to actually seeing a football game for the 2023 season. Aaron, there's another football uh that's going to be fast on the horizon. College football, SEC media days are going on right now, and it's going to be the last media days without Texas and Oklahoma members. And there's been some movement lately. I know you've been over the all over the San Diego State story. They're going to be back in the Mountain West Conference, and you wonder what their future is. You wonder what's happening with the Big Ten. And and I just was I was watching SEC media days today and, and watching some of the clips, and just it got me to thinking about what it's going to be like next year when Oklahoma and Texas end up moving into the league and I just I wonder because of of you know the Big 12 seem to have landed on their feet pretty well you know from the departure it's still not the same without those two schools but just to leave for the SEC like I feel like Oklahoma and Texas are going to be like Kevin Durant leaving the thunder for the Warriors like it just in making that league so dominant but I just wonder if 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 the hate will continue or if people will celebrate if those schools end up getting run by Georgia and Alabama but just to to leave for such a stronger league and the you know the league that brags so much about himself I just wonder if that's going to be the sense when OU and Texas finally do leave I think Texas is one I think everybody kind of hates them you know it's they're like the New York Yankees or whatever like yeah. you know if you're not a fan you you just don't like them um Oklahoma's the interesting one, but but I think what I would say is 
I feel like most people are rooting against them. Certainly the other 14 SEC schools, they want to show, oh my goodness, you thought it was easy, you thought you were just going to come in here, this place is much tougher than you thought. Um, but I think outside schools too, because I, I I don't know, I think there's something to the way they left, um, how they left, and what it really means for college football, because you could argue that USC and UCLA maybe don't make that move to the Big Ten, or the Big Ten doesn't feel like they have to make that move if Oklahoma and Texas don't go first. So I kind of think I think people are going to be actively rooting against them if you're not a Texas or Oklahoma fan. I think there's yeah there's more I think there's more carnage done to the Pac-12 than there was to the Big 12, you know, with the respective departures. Mm-hmm. But it's just of you know of going to the SEC and everything that came along with it. But yeah, it'll be interesting. I, I wonder if people will cheer for you know Alabama takes on Oklahoma. You know, are people cheering for Alabama or Oklahoma? We'll have a year to decide that. Aaron Torres, it's been fun. Live from the TireRack.com studios. Cavino and Rich are back tomorrow. Have a great Wednesday. This Mother's Day, treat mom to healthy, glowing skin with Osea's limited edition skincare sets. Osea has been making clean, seaweed-infused products for nearly 30 years. Their advanced eye care duo brightens and firms skin around your eyes, while the Golden Glow Body Trio nourishes and smooths skin all over. They both come in giftable boxes with savings up to $46 and free shipping for a limited time. Go to OSEAMalibu.com and use code MOM for 10% off your first order site-wide. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleha Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.